0: Welcome back to The Popular Parallax, a sci-fi limited series podcast hosted by our guest for this series, Milo De Venus, and me, Jerika Lala. Be sure to subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Popular Parallax. And now, join us on a nine-episode escapade through the epidemic-ridden hellscape of... The Last of Us. Do you feel like another episode of The Last of Us? Because every week I really do. And then it starts and I'm like, I'm not sure. But then I watch the whole thing anyway. So here we are back for episode four of The Last of Us on the popular parallax. I'm Jericho Lala. And I can't
1: believe it's not butter. It's Milo Davina.
0: And here we are to discuss the, I mean, in some ways less dramatic and in some ways much more traumatic episode this week where we sort of got back into gear a little bit we
1: sure did we got a nice little sweet camping trip followed by some utterly horrifying moments then some more bonding and then a real cliffhanger at the end
0: it's such a cliffhanger that the next week's episode is out today the day we release this episode. So they—they they, even the creators are so full of themselves. They're like, look what we did, you guys. We can't even wait <laughs> for you to see this, so we're going to release it. It is funny releasing something just two days early. Like, I could see saying, like, release them both today. Just put it out there. But then for them to say, oh, it's right," Because I'm like, does that mean there won't be one on Sunday? Or does that mean this think... one's coming out earlier, but that's the Sunday episode?
1: Well, so apparently... And this was news to me, but it's some it's some sort of Super Bowl on the Sunday or something. Oh, There's a big. That's
0: what it is. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't know about that either. I don't care. But it's fine.
1: Jerick and I are not the biggest sports fans. No, that was...
0: no. The I knew motivation. it was coming up to Super Bowl time, but that would be that would be the reason that they've done that. Even though it's not really on, like, this isn't a TV show. People are still going to watch it. They'll just watch it the next day. Well, that's kind of the funny thing, right?
1: It's like in this day and age where yeah. people don't appointment view. But I guess HBO still does keep its numbers. And this is definitely not the first time they've done this. Like, I remember back when Game of Thrones was airing, they did delay in several seasons the Super Bowl episode or whatever it was um so that they could make sure maximum butts who do still appointment view were in the seats right for the right. episode
0: okay so you well, know
1: we get a little treat early yeah. be fine.
0: <clears throat> we're gonna see yeah. part two so i enjoyed there's a whole sequence near the beginning when they're they're getting going and they're they're in another like knockout shelter type thing but there's there's part of a wall where there's like a mirror and Ellie's doing a whole taxi driver. Are you looking at me with her gun in the mirror? (laughs) Like she's, she's playing with the gun. She's pointing the gun. She's loving how she's, she's this is her dream come true.
1: Making sure that we, the audience know that Ellie is familiarizing herself with this gun in case she might use it later on in the episode, perhaps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you knew as soon as she picked it up that Mm -hmm. at some point, it was going to come around but they don't have the patience to make us wait a couple episodes they're going to use it right now i have noticed that about come. this episode like as soon as something's mentioned it's coming up real soon
1: oh yeah they don't <laughs> yeah. they don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't leave that. Um, what is it? Check. Well, it's literally a gun in this case. That Chekhov's gun hanging on the wall for too too long, for sure. No,
0: no, because I've seen other shows, and not to compare things like positively, but I know I've seen series where something exactly like this happens. Like somebody finds something really significant but you don't hear about it for like want people to almost forget that it happened and then boom there it is and i sort of thought that might happen here too like i was like she's going to pull that out like it like in another four episodes or something and he won't know this whole time that she but they don't they don't mm-hmm. have the patience for that they want they want the violence and they want it now cuz <laughs> the whole show is violent I think they- they're
1: adapting to the modern viewership requirements of getting shit out as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. Although yeah. this episode did have like some nice slower moments that still felt very relevant. So we are getting chances to breathe for sure. The first, you know, chunk of this episode was very much like, let's take a moment and re- like, reconnect with Joel and Ellie on their little camping adventure and have some hope for a change. Only a little bit. But just for check. yeah, yeah.
0: Also, Ellie has a joke book that apparently is, or a, yeah, it's right. That's right out of the game. Apparently, that she's trying to always trying to read out of this old beat up joke book.
1: Yeah, it was a gift from a very special person. Yeah. who we have not yet met, but is coming down the story. So it's got a significance to her history, but also oh, it's just like a cute little. Thing for her and Joel to do to add to their banter while they're sucking gas out of old cars.
0: Yeah, because she keeps trying. She's like, Joel, Joel, what about this? What about that? He's like, Jesus Christ. Like, he will not, he won't give in. He will not give (laughs) in to her. He won't humor her. He's just like, oh my God. And, but she's, she is not afraid to irritate this guy either. Like, she is not afraid of him, which I kind of like because he did Mm -hmm. give her the whole, like, we do what I say and we don't. And he's kind of scary. And she's just like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to. I'm going to pick up this gun. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like that.
1: She's definitely endearing herself to him too, which I think is just meant to be a natural character development. But if you step outside of that for a second, it's also a very smart move. He thinks of her just as cargo at first, and she's making that personal connection. She's essentially protecting herself because if this man stays true to his word and doesn't really care about her beyond the payoff, she risks getting chucked out Or left behind, at least in theory, by this big, gruff man. So, you know, these cute little moments where she, you know, connects with him are definitely increasing her chances of not getting tossed into a pit of zombies if Joel needs to lose some heavy baggage fast.
0: Yeah. And I, I had the same thought about a moment coming up later, but we'll talk about that when we get to it.
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: then she there's also a fun they they do throw in a lot of bits this time and they let her get a lot of the comedy like she she mm-hmm. finds she finds a gay porn mag in the back of the truck and she's like oh my god what is it and she's just doing it to embarrass him she knows what it is but she's uh-huh. pretending like i'm a kid and i've never seen anything like this before and he's like no you get rid of that and she's like aha uh-huh. and she finally like chucks it out the window but she
1: <laughs> How you walk around with that thing <laughs> Well, I know it's hard to believe. It's, it's something, like, it's hard to believe that we didn't get to literally everything last week in, in the episode, because we talked for so much time. But this scene is actually from the video game as well. And this is yeah. one of the only ways we actually know that Bill and Frank are gay and in a relationship in the video game. Because right. it's much more subtle, and they... Include one moment at the very beginning where Joel and Ellie find Frank's body and he leaves a suicide note where he describes Bill as his partner, but you don't really have a clear idea. And the game came out in 2013, where I suppose the average person was less fluent in hearing that word, partner, making romantic. And then the only other thing really is this scene, which takes place after they leave Bill's compound, where Ellie finds the game board magazine, and you're supposed to piece things together like that. So it was a cute nod to the video game, of course. But then it's kind of interesting to see that bit from the video game and that very subtle, very only know if you're really looking for a detail versus the giant melodrama that we got yeah. in episode three.
0: I, well, it was a, it was it played as a joke, really exactly right? yeah yeah and it was pretty funny um so they have a very long drive ahead of them right and they arrive at where are they actually going they're going missouri no
1: kansas like, city missouri
0: um, well i mean
1: that's they're going west and so i guess kansas city they, is yeah direct, they weren't
0: uh, supposed to go to kansas they wanted to go around kansas but yeah. they get stopped at this over there's they, they try to go through an underpass on the highway and it's blocked by this mm-hmm. sort of barrage of like a turnover truck and a whole thing. So he's like, oh my God, like he didn't want, he did not want to go through the city whatsoever, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. So he's like, okay, okay. I think I know a way we can sort of ease around this. So he pulls back and goes around, but they end up kind getting a bit lost. And of course they end up in the city. The quarantine zone is not looking good. Like, I mean, no quarantine area looks good but this one looks like at first i thought it was raised to the ground i was like yipes but it's just in really shitty shape yeah like is definitely yeah yeah. there's no yeah. Co- there's no Pedro's cops and the first thing they they see is wasn't this where the guy was in the middle of the road and he's like help and jill's like yeah we're not helping this guy and he basically tries to drive over him and ends up, like, smashing the truck into this building. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Because then they... they, Like, he drives over spikes. And I'm just like... I was like... oh, Like, I'm like, the truck. The truck, you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not like the guy wasn't a zombie. Well, we don't know. But he wasn't... He hadn't turned yet. And he was like, oh, help me. And he's like, no, we're not helping him. Like, he wants to drive over this guy. Like, he's just like... Uh He goes put on your seat belt and i'm like oh shit here we go here we're we gonna go. go barreling
1: through the yeah. streets of yeah. Kansas city missouri yeah this whole sequence well i mean i was a little surprised at first when joel chose to drive through the city given how seasoned he's supposed to be in this world yeah. i mean i understand there are only so many routes around and that kind of thing but you're in a giant pickup truck like I would have you know gone a few kilometers east or west into the fields and then hooked around that way yeah but um, I guess they're trying to make it on what little gas they have because of course when you see a blocked up tunnel you know people are probably the ones who blocked it up like that and they're protecting something and they're probably not going to want you just moseying through even if you claim that you're just trying to get to the other side this is an apocalyptic world and they probably know that you're not going to just drive on through without touching any other shit that kind of thing
0: so they end up crashing into a kind of a garage space i don't know if that's (laughs) really what it was but it's all the buildings are empty so it's hard to tell but it's it seems like an old garage by this point, there's guys in the street firing guns at them, like they're in a full firefight at this point. So Joel tells Ellie to like crawl into the wall, and he goes, "You're not going to get shot at. You're not going to get to just go, 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 go." So the kid crawls over. She gets herself into this like hole in the wall, like the gap between walls. So she's kind of safe, but I mean, you can still shoot through a wall, but she's kind it's of just drywall, yeah, yeah. She's kind of shielded at least. And then we get sort of another, you know, terrible killing scene where a guy gets Joel. Joel starts fighting with just one guy in this garage. Like the guy's trying to like take stuff. Like he's, he's young. The guy he's, Mm -hmm. he's like maybe 19 to 24, like in that sort of age bracket, I think. And they get into a fight. And at one point he has Joel down and he's choking him with like a like the butt of the gun he's gonna die and uh the kid comes out and just fires into the back of the guy with the gun and she hits Mm -hmm. and then we have a horrible death scene where this you know the poor kid has this responsibility of this guy's going oh help me please like call my mom and you're like oh my god It's it's horrible.
1: Yeah, this was rough. This was probably the hardest scene so far for me to watch. Even harder than Sarah's death in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Because, oh God, like that begging. And he's young and he's scared. And you know that he's not the ringleader of this operation whatsoever. He's a foot soldier of the group. And like, he's just begging for it. And it was hard for me to watch both because... Obviously, the crying for help is just a really gut-wrenching human emotion. But then after Joel offs him with the knife, you see his buddies come running up. And I was thinking right up until that moment, like, I would have just cut and run and let it go. But if you do that in this situation, this person is probably going to call for backup. And he'll certainly tell his friends, what Joel and Ellie look like, gives a rough description, so on and so forth. So, because Joel got rid of him, not only did he remove the immediate threat, but he also allows them to move through the city without being known. Like, as far as the people in charge know, this is just another case of these other characters that they're already hunting anyway.
0: Yeah, they think it's some kind of gang, like violence for the lack of a better word, like some some offshoot group. She keeps talking about a guy.
1: Yeah, it's that um let me what was his name? Henry Henry and Sam, I think they're the yeah. pair and they're you know, they've got some backstory with this community, which is an interesting change apparently from the video game. Like I go into watching this without any backstory. And then once the episode's over, I go and do a yeah, little research look about what's yeah. been happening. And so a couple details about this setting are different. First and foremost, it was supposed to take place in Pittsburgh, not Kansas City. And yeah,
0: I read that I, too.
1: And when I read that on, on the Last of Us wiki page, I was like, I wonder if they changed that because it's too hard to disguise a prairie landscape as the you know New England woods or wherever oh, they, they're supposed they to they be. They said
0: they wanted to match to what they had in Alberta like they needed a different environment than what is in the yeah. video game
1: yeah so I saw that the the director had actually decided they didn't want to spend the money dressing it up Yeah, and they wanted to just you know go with it so I thought that was kind of funny and then this whole situation with this woman Kathleen played by legendary New Zealand actress Melanie Linsky um, she's not a character in the video games the people who are doing the you know killing and and controlling of kansas city are supposed to be a group called the hunters who overthrew fedra started a people's revolution and their motivation in the games was supposedly because there was just a shortage of food and fedra were being violent overlords as military dictatorships are wont to do And they've switched it around in the show and made it... uh, Melanie Linsky's character's brother, I think, was murdered by Fedra, and that's what inspires her to go about overthrowing the government. Yeah. And then going around, and in the games, it's supposed to just be a random group of survivors who wander into the city, and the hunters are out to get them. But here henry and sam these two characters appear to have some sort of backstory with this community and that's who kathleen and her people are hunting and that's you know where they keep their focus instead of going after joel and ellie at least in this episode
0: yeah i think i know who they are but we'll wait till we're Mm. talking yeah yeah i i like this actor melanie Mm-hmm. But I had trouble mm-hmm. believing she was really the one in charge. She's sort of using her kitten voice and she's sort of, I, I don't know, like I, it, it was, it, it's, a, it, it's not her. It's again, it's how they're sort of directing the thing to go that I was just like, I'm, I'm having a little trouble. Sw- not terrible. Like I st- i went with it and everything, but I was just like, huh, this is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like. Could this woman really get all these men and like under control and answering to her? I don't know. She's very gentle in her tone of voice, and yes, yeah, she did. She shot a guy point blank. Like I get that, but even that to me didn't go with her persona very well. <laughs> you know what I mean, she's like, "Well, I'm going to have to shoot you," and then she does, and you're like, "Okay." the The rage level isn't quite yeah. there for me yet, at least.
1: Mm-hmm. It's easier to, I think, believe a a ruthless sort of warlord character over the sort of personally wronged, I'm doing this because I believe in a a mission and I've just taken that belief too far kind of character. Like, it's certainly plausible. This woman has gone and done all of this, like created a... I don't know, feudal warlord state out of, like, <laughs> rage over the death of her brother.
0: In her K-Way jacket. But, you know. Walking around, yeah. I can go exactly. with it. So I I, it I didn't buy- wreck the show for me or anything, but I was, that was just one point I was like, I'm not so sure about this, but it's okay. Yeah. I think she's great.
1: Apparently, yeah. I love Melanie Linsky, and I, you know, she's been in so very many gay movies, so she's got a place in my heart. <laughs> I was reading again on the The Last of Us wiki page that apparently, when the video game first came out, due to memory limitations on the PlayStation Three, they couldn't design women enemies for a lot of the like human survivor characters.
0: Which that sounds to me very sounds difficult like, to like, swallow. That that doesn't even exactly. make sense. Yeah.
1: It, it doesn't make any sense to me, but apparently there was enough criticism about it to warrant a comment by the creators of the game to be like, "We totally meant to have women in this game. We just couldn't get to it because machine not work."
0: Yeah, women so, are so much more difficult. It's like, no, they're fucking not. What are you talking about? Like
1: exactly, it sounds like yeah. typical sexist horseshit yeah. that has just been wrapped up. Anyway, I feel that at least in part the inclusion of a woman as the head of these hunters because the hunters are the ones who you first encounter apparently in the game the first human enemies and this maybe feels like a way of the show addressing that criticism of the game and putting a woman in charge
0: and i'm it's not i'm not saying i don't think a woman could do it it's the way she's playing like Mm -hmm. imagine Gwendolyn christie doing this she'd be like I say jump, you say how mm. high, and they'd be like, Yes, ma'am. But this I'm having a little trouble getting the sense of authority mm-hmm. out of her. At least not again, her character's gonna develop further. So it's not, you know, I'm not trying to put her down. And I again, I'm not sure it's her. It's just it was it was a kind of a, an odd matchup for me. Like casting wise. I was like, huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: To me. To me, it seems earlier, now that I've read about the, you know, reasons for her including and the original story of the Hunters, to me, it seems like we're just a little earlier, perhaps, in the storyline of the Hunters. Right. We're a little closer to their origins, and they're supposed to be this very brutal group who just shoot everybody who isn't them, who are constantly pillaging and doing awful things. And it feels like we're maybe... A couple months or maybe years, a little bit back in their storyline, including this right. invented for the show right. Main right. character. Yeah, but she's making those choices now in front of us that will lead to that brutality down yeah, the way. Yeah, she's on the fly
0: so. right now, trying to make these choices as she exactly. goes through. Yeah, I can see that. Um, mm-hmm. so they they know that two people are messing about, but we realize that they're going around looking in buildings and stuff. And when they, they find all these like drawings and they're like, they were in here and I'm like, Oh, they're looking for other people. Mm-hmm. They're not look because I, first you're supposed to think they're looking for Joel and Ellie and you're like, Oh Christ. And mm-hmm. they're, they're on the trail of somebody else. And yeah, you know that they're, they're looking for who are other shit disturbers in the, in the group. Cause I think they're sort of blaming them for some of the stuff that Joel and Ellie have just done, like this this shootout and everything. They were sure it was these other guys.
1: Yeah. And you get to watch this very real thing happen where the powers that be take something that's happened that we as an audience obviously know isn't perpetrated by the people that they're actually hunting, but just take it. And immediately Kathleen is like, see, that's what henry and sam are doing this is why we need to hunt them down and kill them and it's a very real tactic that people use all the time to be like look at this terror yeah you better do what i say and and it's a little
0: trumpy to be honest like it's joel is i think he doesn't say thank you but i think he's quite appreciative of what ellie did for him because then he starts teaching her making sure she knows how to use the gun Mm mm-hmm and when he's sure she knows what she's doing, he gives it back to her. So now, and I have to—I don't approve of young people having guns, but in this environment, maybe it's not the worst idea as long as she can use it responsibly. Because mm-hmm. any time there could be a monster like right on your ass, so, or a human who is a very bad person.
1: Yeah, it feels like a very symbolic moment where Joel realizes, hey. Yeah, Ellie is the only person I've got out here. It's lost Tess, Bill and Frank are dead, there's no one, he doesn't know where his, his brother is either, and it's sort of this moment where he makes covenant with Ellie and says, yeah. okay, I'm going to trust you. It's a gesture
0: you. of trust. Yeah, it's okay. the first gesture of trust that yeah. he's, he's shown her, and then... He also finds out with Ellie that it's not the first time she's shot and killed somebody. Mm-hmm. But we don't we don't get any more detail than that at this time. They also show Kathleen and her soldier guy finding some kind of horrific sinkhole at the bottom yep, of the there's... building, which I didn't quite get how that all connected, and I don't know what it's supposed to be.
1: Well, there's something in the floor. <laughs> well,
0: obviously, but I don't know if it's supposed to be like zombie people that are stuck under there or am i going the right way <laughs> yes
1: we'll do we'll do a little bit of spoilery yeah i, I won't do too much of a reveal because yeah. you well, know i figured to... what else could it be but yeah.
0: it's somehow there's like a a nest of them under there somehow
1: Well, if you'll remember from a couple episodes ago, we talked about the different stages of infections. Yeah. There is a final stage that is there and quite something. I watched some of the footage from the video game and it's gross and horrifying.
0: What a shock. (laughs)
1: Surprise.
0: (laughs) What a surprise.
1: Get even nastier. So that's that. I think in the game, the this entity i won't describe it anymore but it has sort of a boss battle like introduction and i don't think the show is going to do exactly that but they're still going to give it its own big moment
0: it's gonna be a whole thing yeah well that's something nice to look forward to so uh, joel (laughs) and ellie make it to this this tall building they were aiming for Mm -hmm. and they i just wrote oh my god the stairs there's a billion stairs they have to walk up and poor old Joel, who's what does he say? He's like 52 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he's in pretty good shape, but I mean, it's like, it's like 70 stories. Like it's some, it's like a a huge number of stories. They're going up. They do Mm -hmm. make it and they decide they're going to sleep up there for the night. And that's where we finally get near the end of this show. One moment of relief. Where Ellie gives him one of these awful jokes from her book, and he they actually start laughing, both of them, and it's it is mm-hmm. like a breath of fresh air in the show. You're like, oh, thank God! Like somewhere the tension has to break, so they give you like a minute of relief. <laughs> and she also has already mentioned a couple of times he's not hearing very well out of one of his ears, and it's mm-hmm. it's not old age; it's probably from gunshot. Right, like society shooting the guns with and it's damaging which happens to a lot of people who use weapons um and you see later he's asleep on his good side and she has to yell to wake him up and when he wakes up she's being held at gunpoint and then the show says to be continued you're like great cliffhanger for us yeah she's being held up by two young boys and I mm-hmm. think that these boys are who we're looking for. That's what I'm I I'm th- pretty sure. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. You you're you're thinking that I wasn't... they're grown up terrorists, but they're just little boy terrorists.
1: Exactly. When they find that first bit of childlike artwork earlier yeah. in the episode, yeah. that's that when you first start hint. to be like, oh, and it's very well done because, of course, you know, you've only got what Kathleen is saying at the beginning and you're expecting, like you just said, like very violent terrorists coming and, and attacking these people. And then you start to sort of like get this idea that, oh, no, wait. And now we see that they're both young and it really makes you wonder what the show has created for these characters to be doing. Like, what is Yeah, the what happened?
0: like what is it? what is it what have they done yeah exactly. that, it's very and like, interesting and
1: this is going to be brand honest, new for the show.
0: let's be real these are the first black people we've seen
1: yeah well since that, um, that weren't Marley, way in the, in the, in the, the, the
0: background room. so yeah but i mean even with her it's it's like a gentle like possibly mixed race like i i've noticed that it's not super diverse Let's put it that way. So this is our first. I'm like, oh, black people did survive. Like, <laughs> was one of those because you're just like, where are they? Where are they? But so these these two uh, hooligans. So let's see how they get out of that. But yeah, um, it's going
1: to be quite quite the thrill ride. I yeah, think, next they're episode. both very
0: cute, so they must be little buggers. But um, I'm. I'm de- got gotten- they They definitely got my interest with that ending. You're like, ooh. I want to hear more of this story. Yeah.
1: And boy so, did never come out of nowhere. Oh <laughs> I yeah. Feel like the last episode was a year and a half long. Last week's episode was a year and a half long. And this week's episode was done in the tight 23. So it was Oh
0: yeah. I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, it's over. Like it was quick. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But now obviously... what did you we don't have much time left, Milo? <laughs> but what do you have like a high point and a low point for the week? Well,
1: I thought the low point was definitely the death scene with that kid in the shop, the shop or the mechanics or whatever it was. I mean, a very well done bit of television, but low in terms of just like gut wrenching. Yeah, exactly. So, so very painful to watch. Really, all of Joel and Ellie's fun bonding moment scenes from the gas station to the campsite to the time just before they go to bed were really wonderful. And I think Joel and Ellie and you know Pedro and Bella have such wonderful chemistry off-screen and on-screen. And it's nice to see that featured in lighthearted moments they're not just scowling and trying to survive that was a real lovely thing for me what about you jerica what were your highs and lows this week
0: i think that um i had a bit of a low point with with mel uh you know what's her name like shooting the doctor and stuff. i thought that was a little bit messy not super clear what was the i mean i know it's not supposed to be clear don't get me wrong but i thought the 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 way the scene was built little weird and messy for me um Mm -hmm. and probably one of my favorite scenes was watching ellie make the decision to walk out of that wall and shoot that guy because you could see you could see the wheels turn like we we have some excellent actors here and she is one of them and Mm -hmm. It's not just the wheels turning of like, I'm going to I have to save this guy's life. But it's something you were talking about was like, holy shit, if this guy dies, I'm done. I am done Mm -hmm. for like she will be dead within a day if he if he had died right there she'll be next like she is not getting out of it he's her only lifeline so i think, and i so i do think part of it was self-preservation and then part of it i think he is starting to grow on her because she has no parental figure in her life whatsoever exactly yeah
1: god this show is really just pulling on all the the strings the gross strings <laughs> the happy strings the sad strings
0: yeah they're yeah. Shooting
1: people in the head strings. It's all there. It's all there, Jerrica.
0: Yeah. They're like wakey wakey. And they're like, okay, I'm paying attention. It's like uh oh.
1: yeah So next watch... week we'll be getting. Hmm. Yeah.
0: We'll next week getting... feels
1: like I feel like we're getting a we're getting a two-parter here. And that's part of why this one ended so quickly, is because yeah. we're supposed to take four and five, probably, as one united story. So I'm really looking forward to what I'm sure is going to be. Just a white knuckle adventure from start to finish.
0: I agree, and I'm in, I'm interested to see how these kids do because I think they're going to be a big part of it. That was our episode four rundown. Thank you for listening. Please rate and subscribe. Never forget to rate and subscribe. But we want uh, you to like us. We we want you to like us. But uh, yeah, you can rate us on wherever you like to listen to your podcasts on the Apple Podcasts, anything like that. And we will be back next week for episode what? Episode five.
1: Woo! Thank you, Derek. All Um, right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to the Popular Parallax Limited Series Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Popular Parallax. Episode produced by Anne Meehan. Theme song by Ken Chamberlain. We'll see you next time. And remember... Daddy is a state of mind, you know what I'm saying? I'm your daddy.